Hey guys, last time I'm plugging my show because it's this Thursday, this Thursday the 14th at 9.30 at the Marrickville Factory Theatre in the Terminal. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, the other two peanuts will be down on the Thursday, so book in tickets now. Also got shows Saturday the 16th at 9.30, Sunday the 17th at 8.30. If you want to get tickets, um, you can just go to alexwhitecomedy.com and follow the link there to the uh, Fringe tickets. You can also just... Follow me on Instagram, Whitebait Online on Instagram, or just follow the pod page. We've got links there as well. You guys are great. Thanks so much for the support. And also check out the Patreon. We've always got so much fun stuff happening there. So go subscribe to get some bonus episodes. Um, and yeah, enjoy this one as well. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Shall we go? Shall, Shall we go? Shall we go? All right. <laughs> Just because Marcel's here, Jamie starts doing silly voices. Yeah. <laughs> All right, give me a, give me a word before I start. Okay. okay. I see what's happening. Here. All right, let's do it. Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming of age tales. We got a very special guest today, a very funny comedian, Marcel Blanche. The world is Hello, here. How are you, Marcel? It's a thrill to be here. I'm very well. I'm slowly trying to conquer every podcast in Australia. Wow. Okay. How's okay. the journey going, percentage-wise? Um, I don't know. There's probably a lot of like podcasts that you've never heard of that are uh, doing, you know, they have 20 episodes. I'll, mm. I'll do that as well if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to my just, agent. Just love to chat. Just love, love a chat. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if this one's really a mountain to climb. Like we're probably we're more the pawns that you get rid of really early in the game. <laughs> I, I, I'll take a chess metaphor. Let's let's use like a running one. You know, you got to go for your five k so before you go for your marathon. There, there we go. go. Okay, marathon right, no. is philosophy. What's must watch for George and Alan? That's the couch. Couch to five k. No, I love that's must watch. I knew, that's how I knew love I was ready boys. for you guys that I've done must watch. You got to do that. Yep. That's still my favourite pod to go on. Oh, I Including this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still going? Shout out to George's granddad um, as a fan. Well, pod. they're not... <laughs> they're kind of not going, but it's not dead. And I, they have like every intention of doing one of their live coverages of the uh, Brisbane Olympics in 2032. Their next plan is to do a Brisbane Olympics <laughs> podcast in fucking 15 years or whatever. <laughs> so that, whatever that perfect. means. So that's like Walt Disney being frozen. He's like, is he dead? Oh, well, yes, but he's, uh, plans to thaw him out. If the so Instagram account still lives and it's still, it's still true. Alive. Yeah, yeah. That, true. That's it. By that metric, it is alive and well. Oh my god! And this is exciting because we don't do uh, South Australia much. I no. think we have done a total of two episodes on South Australia. Wait. One of them two weeks ago. I mm. think we've done another one. No, we've no, done we did another one. Justin Hamilton and the. I'm sure we've done a third crime. one. Okay, maybe um, we have. I think this podcast is slowly becoming an Adelaide appreciation podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. through the last We're three or four reps, right? And yeah. so we are today. We are visiting the lovely Henley Beach, close proximity to the airport. I hear that the beach itself is a Eroding rapidly. <laughs> oh, we're getting into like some spicy takes, guys. Appreciation, Adelaide appreciation. Yeah, yeah. all the beaches are dying. How uh, do we make give this podcast a sense of urgency, <laughs> guys? We got to do something about it. This is a message-based podcast now. If you have a mug of sand, bring it down to the, the beach. Henley Beach, <laughs> eh? Is it so? It looked nice on the nice little the beach. Maps. Adelaide's not known for its beaches, but it's what a, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's I mean, famous for its beaches. Really? Yeah. I thought it was churches and then murder. 
Steelers yeah. and the Fringe. Well, Glenelg Beach is lovely. Yeah, that seems it's, to it's, be it's the only thing on. It's the only Adelaide uh, suburb on the Australian Monopoly board. Glenelg yeah. is that true? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What, what else is on the Australian way to, way to kill board? the conversation? Well, no, it just, yeah. it just what can't. other suburbs are on there? Well, I, I I can't list them King's off the top Cross, of your head for sure. Is Kings Cross on the Monopoly? Well, you wouldn't board? even have to do it a new one. Well, right? someone, can, someone can bring it up. I want to, mm. yeah, I want to check that yeah. out. I wonder if Canberra made any. That would be interesting. Queen Bean. That wouldn't be interesting. Look, if Queen Bean <laughs> got it, would be interesting <laughs> to me. <right? laughs> I was listening to a previous episode with Justin Hamilton to see what he covered about mm. Adelaide. And I do love that I've never heard Queen Bean pronounced correctly, I guess, because uh-huh. most people just say Queen Bean or whatever. But you're, yeah, I love I love it. It's still delightful. Is, are you saying I'm pronouncing it correctly? Yeah, well, well, you're from so. there. You're better I thought you meant like I Hamilton just, did it with like an Adelaide accent. Like no, you, some, I just love the you know, BN. The BN is Queen lovely. Queen yeah. Yeah. Queen yeah. Bean. Yeah, don't listen to this pod if you want pronunciation of suburbs because we're not very good at that. Actually, Adelaide has beautiful beaches. Have you yeah. not been down to the beach? No, in no, Adelaide no. Before? And I, I certainly wasn't saying it has bad beaches. I'm just like people aren't like you know what I mean. It's not Come it's not Adelaide east coast or west coast where you think of the beaches. Mm. You know, so there you mm. go. So it is in East Henley Beach. The the beaches. I guess there's a few suburbs there. There's a, there's a ton of beaches. There's a heap of beaches. You got West Beach. You got Grange. You got Glenelg. Glenelg's a little bit. It's more of like where you go for a shop. You go for a shop, you go okay. to a restaurant. It's more of a hangout place and you actually go for the beach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Henley Beach, you go for a swim. But now, these days, it's way more gentrified. When I was there, it was a bit more of your grungy option. Okay. It's a bit more rustic. Had a bit of stank on it. Had a bit of stank on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needed, a, needed a paint job, you know. Yeah. It's more of it's in its sort of grunge, Eddie Vedder era. And well, now, yeah, yeah, some of the stuff I was seeing... With, did mention, you know, it's known nowadays at least for like having a bit of a fine dining scene, mm-hmm. nice restaurants, because mm-hmm. obviously the view is going to be lovely over the water there. And I saw that uh, Yusuf Islam, formerly known as Cat Stevens, he dined out there. And oh, everyone's really? like gathering around, every diner in there is lining up, getting a selfie with him. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so. I, I did not know that. I mean, this is the thing, like you, you leave a city behind, you leave the place you grew up behind, and like my... Mum doesn't live there anymore. Um, my family doesn't live there anymore. So, like, it's just it's just memory. Like, yep. I, mm. I, I find that it must be a nice thing to be able to go back to. Do either of you guys still have your childhood home? Not childhood no. home. Yeah. Dr- Not but, even yeah. close. Poor Kirky. Poor Kirky. Three childhood just, homes. Just waiting for it to be brought up. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I can't remember if we were talking about this on the pod or just you and me, but I was saying that. Wait, where was I? I often go. Um, I often go to yeah, Queen awesome. Bean, like because my nan still lives there. But um, if I ever like drive past where I used to live when I was a kid, you just get like you know huge nostalgia wave. But then like um, you know the house, the people who live in it now, they painted the roof a different color, and it just gives me the fucking shits. And you were saying, I think your yeah, dad yeah. Or your mom was like, "What? Can't believe they did that." That's always going. They didn't ask you first. No, no. Yeah. rude. And every time it goes on for sale, like every time my childhood home goes on domain, I don't know who finds it, but someone on dad will send it to me. That'll let the next home on. He's like, "Well, they want, all, they want more than we got." And it's like that was fifteen years ago. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you. So you're not, no childhood home was there, and then how long were you there for Henley Beach? I'll give you a little a little snapshot. Give so us a I, I was born in. In, a, in the Blue Mountains and then Gundagai grew up first couple of years mm. parents divorced that's right I'm a child of divorce you mm. probably could hear it in my voice the quivering <laughs> tone uh, and then we moved to Adelaide because mm-hmm. then we had a f- bit of family there I grew up first 
first 10 or so years in a place called Brooklyn Park. I realise that this podcast is great if anyone needs security questions to hack someone's <laughs> yeah, yeah, mother's maiden name. <laughs> was. Um, and then Henley Beach yeah, the was... The Instagram post, we always make people upload their Medicaid. <laughs> <laughs> Four digits, turn it around and take the phone. <laughs> Henley Beach was where I moved, uh, start of high school pretty ah, much. So, okay. cool. and and I was the kid who lived right next door to the school on the back of the school, nicely, like mm-hmm. neatly, so it wasn't like super obvious um, that I'm not just walking out the front gate and then straight into my house. Yep. But I was also the kid that therefore was late all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, too you're, close. You're constantly yeah. late. Yep. If you're yeah, right yeah. Next door. Is this Henley High School? Henley High School. That's Can, right. Do you know uh, what was filmed there? You guys oh. know that famous Australian film Deck Dogs? I was, was wondering if you'd say Deck Dogs. I was an extra in Deck Dogs. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck is Deck Dogs? I don't think I've ever heard of it. Is it a skateboarding thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I don't know if I had heard of it or not, but it's uh, it's a film, an Aussie, 2005 Aussie skateboarding right. film. Did you um, have to skateboard as an extra? No, no, no. I was just surprised School child, right? Because you know, you know, there's a lot of auditions. For that. <laughs> yeah, a, lot of, a lot of talent. They're always famous for auditioning extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if you know how to walk down the street. But it's a bit of excitement, you know, sure. at your school. The f- I remember looking up the trailer for that. There's like a guy skateboarding down one of the the halls in the school, and everyone's like, "Oh, oh!" Like it's like this radical guy that, like, in reality, if someone was skating down a hallway, he'd get punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be bullied straight away. There was a lot of bullying. At my school, it was, yeah. it was ripe for that. Yeah, right. yeah. I did, well, it has a guest appearance by Tony Hawk. This film, wow. really? Um, okay. I'm not because it's set in uh, Sydney, but obviously they just found. I guess it was for some reason Cheap that high school was easier to film it in. Mm-hmm. So I, and the and he has an appearance at the end. So it's basically these three kids. The name it's so corny. The the name of the kids. Three three young friends, Poker, Spasm, and Blue Flame, <laughs> are trying to escape the law, school, parents, their demons, and a couple of criminals to realize their burning ambition to meet world-class skating champion Tony Hawk and compete in his skating competition, which is at Maroubra. Like that's yeah. in the movie. Drew is the going Maroubra. to 100% have 20 beers and watch this movie tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> and then I'm going to get a message at 1 a.m. saying, I am Blue Flame. I've got to call me Spasm. Here, right? <laughs> I'll drop the M. <laughs> Brendan Cowell's in it. Um, I like Brendan Cowell. Brendan Cowell, he plays Kurt. Mitchell McMahon plays Pigeon. There's all these names. Stickers, Bizzo. Stickers. There's all these crazy, like, you know, early 2000s cool kid. Yeah. Funky punk names, but no yeah, other that, stars. That's my, that's my era. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. So, Deck Dogs. Did you have any like, ridiculous nicknames of anyone in your high school? Uh, nicknames weren't a huge thing. I, I, I was, was the sort of kid I was desperate to fit in because coming to high school, I had no friends from primary school go there except like one. His name was Lennon Spear. Can we dox people on the pod? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. Uh, his name half was, of it. His it's name was Lennon yeah. Spear. And to give you a sense of how desperate I was to fit in, this Lennon Spear stabbed me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Lennon Spear stabbed me in the knee in grade three with a spear. With a with a big, <laughs> no, with, a, with a with a big pen. Oh, and, oh that's jailhouse shit. Yeah, it's jailhouse shit. And, and even more so, I have a jailhouse tattoo because that blue bit oh, is still stained in my knee. Wow, which is <laughs> wild. Um, and that was one of those situations where the teacher had been like, "All right, you're going to sit next to Lennon, you know, and sort of time out." I'm like, hey, the kid's stabbing me. Can I maybe sit <laughs> elsewhere now? Uh, I've learnt my lesson.
lesson, I guess. Uh, I don't think my good behavior is rubbed off on him. Do you remember that? Do you remember that what happened? Like, was it just an unprovoked stabbing? Or? It was. It was like, like that. You know, those jittery kids that just sort of make wild choices all of a sudden. Yeah, like, oh shit! Yeah, right. Oh, that's happened. And like, you would almost like turn to him and go. Oh my God! What did you just do? And, mm. he, and he'd be pretending as if nothing had just happened. <laughs> right. you know? So this kid had some had some friends in the sports community because he played sport. Mm. And I, being desperate and sort of calculating to go, I don't want to be a nothing person. I want to have some friends, and you know, I'm in year eight, so I want to meet girls. One day would be nice. Yeah. So I'm like, well, Lennon's friends with some of the sports people. Some of the sports people are friends with some of the surfy people. The surfy people are the cool kids. So I'll, I guess, I'm gonna go. Hey, Lennon, we're friends now. And he was like, okay, <laughs> even though we had nothing in common. <laughs> right. Like he. And you rarely stabbed people. He you know? rarely, <laughs> I rarely stabbed people unprovoked. Uh, so I spent years eight and nine. So this is your strategy for friendship groups and podcasts. It's just work your way <laughs> through <laughs> to get to where. I mean, I mean let's Community Notes Boys is friends with the mug on. Who's friends with Batuta. They're friends with philosophy. I mean, we don't need to psychoanalyze too much, but there's, there's definitely some level of like wanting to fit in. Like how many, Absolutely. How many comedians want to fit oh, in? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Because they... Yeah. How do I get a room of people to go, we yeah. like you? I remember similar trajectory. I joined my school in year seven, the end of year seven, last term. So they'd had three terms to get to know each other. Mm. I'm from Holland. People are going like, oh, where are your clogs? And I'm just like, no, I'm English. And where, where were your clogs? <laughs> they, they're uh, they're uh, actually what? at home. I still have two pairs of Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was like a thing when you leave like ho- like uh, school in Holland, like people sign your clogs. So I've still got like on my <laughs> piano at, uh, yes, on my piano. I'll show you a photo. Uh, on my piano That's at home. Make up on my piano at home. I have two of pairs of clogs that are signed, being like, nice. Jamie, you're the coolest guy, we'll miss you. Because <laughs> I've got clogs as well. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Dutch boy, as Jamie, well. you're the coolest right? guy in very suspicious <laughs> Jamie handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's dick is huge for, for an 11 year old. Jamie, you signing your clogs again? No, <laughs> <laughs> I just wake up at four in the morning and do it. Uh, but yes, I understand cute. the impulse to, sure. uh, to, uh, yeah, to identify the people that will lead you uh, specifically as well to girls when you like see like the hottest girls and you're like okay that and that's my ticket to that that's right. my ticket to that and exactly. it was co-ed henley high. co-ed school yep. henley high school it was classic public public school yep. shitty um resources shit funding i when i had give, been given the tour for the school they were like we're about to do a huge upgrade of the drama department and, and you like drama so that's going to be we're going to have a new theater we're going to have a new drama classroom it's going to be amazing construction starts next year when you start i'm like oh well how good's that i mean because <laughs> this school looks pretty shit but that's pretty good <laughs> At the end of year 12, they started yeah, construction on that, yeah, on that right. new drama wing. That's when I went to do relief teaching there, I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this, this would have been nice. Yeah, this, my this primary school, we were in demandables, you know. You guys yeah, 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 just yeah. Like, and I it was just like, well it's, just, it's a shipping container. For, yeah, yeah, children are in. for all of year six. Yeah. yeah. All Those are supposed to be temporary. Are, yeah. And they were always like, oh, we just got to build, you know, if we yeah. just scratch together a couple of bucks, you know. <laughs> Until then, you're out in that tube outside for four years. So we were just forever. It was like, oh, they're going to build this extra thing, like year, year, year. And then it was like, 
by the time I was, there's a primary school. So when I was like in year 12, I'd walk past my primary school and it's like this big grand fucking thing. Yeah, you yeah know, totally. Unreal. Kids with hope and dreams. Yeah, in their eyes, and like, I went oh. and burnt it down. I'm like, this is not <laughs> fair. You know, you got to be fair, you did build a demountable for the kids afterwards. Too. That's correct. Yeah. Exactly. I did out of twigs and stuff. You know, <laughs> sit in that. And we didn't have air conditioning like in our, I feel like this is back in, back in my day stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it was the demountable. Isn't that what but this whole have, podcast yeah, is? Oh, yes, of course. I know, but it's sad that we're just like, <laughs> it's, it's sad to be like did that. you have like an early dismissal policy if it was too hot like you got to there was always rumors yep. of it yeah i don't yeah. know if it ever kicked in I'm there was saying. always like some kid who knew the law and you know he's like if we get to 33 degree <laughs> yeah. you know i'm like who's telling me this shit you know <laughs> i um, think i've said this in the pod like a very early episode of pod but yes you like we had rumors of because our school was like uh like a big campus separated by like, not like demandables, but like different buildings. None of them had air con, just those like ceiling fans and stuff. And the assembly hall was a big fucking unair conditioned hall that was just like a sweat lodge. Mm. And like when you had assembly, you had to wear a blazer and a tie and all that <laughs> stuff. And when, and like if it was hot, they were like, you can uh, loosen your tie. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, so like, but there were rumors like this summer, like, if it gets to, I think it was 42 degrees, they would call school off. You could take the tie all the way Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we hit 43. That's and, like, they said, like, all right, we'll insane. call an assembly. And then they uh, called an assembly for the whole school. And they're like, so we know there's a big rumor going around about 42 degrees. It's currently 43 degrees. It is actually 46 degrees. The, and the they rule. called us all in, in the formal way. Made us strap the stuff on. And then That's to tell like, us that they'd increased the temperature by torture. three degrees. Like the rural temperature. Yeah, yeah. But to that, be like, 46, it doesn't get to 40. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's inside of a like, <laughs> yeah, That's like Vesuvius. Like, but the good news is you can loosen those damn tires. <laughs> um, it's bizarre. I just, we always just get mad because the staff room had air conditioning. And we were like, how dare they not? But it's like, they, I mean, they're adults getting paid to be there. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, so we just had this, we were like these scum teachers get to sit in air conditioning and we're all sweaty. And because, yeah, but it was this huge, like, controversy. I'll I tell you what, the Adelaide dry heat. So it's fine. You find some shade, you can survive. Yeah, this, like a dry any heat. of these tropical places with yeah, the humidity, you yeah. can't handle it. No, so like Adelaide it was a lot of uh, you know trying your best to cool off, stay, stay cool. I mean, I guess. Oh man, I'm, I'm now I'm coming back to fitting in. Yeah, it was all about, it was all about <laughs> staying cool. Staying cool. It took cool. me. It took me till year ten to like. Oh, actually, these guys are my group of friends. I remember being in my home group in year eight because in South Australia that's when high school starts and looking at the the nerds in the class and being like, that is not going to connect me with any girls, but I probably got way more in common with them mm. uh, than the the other kids in my class that were more like dropkick slash sports people. And I was like, well, I'm going to fit in with them. I remember my this guy named Liam, he was like, hey, I can burn a copy of the Eminem show if, you, if you're interested. I'm like, yeah. That, I was like, yep, yeah, cool. I just want to fit in. Yep. And I learned like every word on that album. <laughs> like, not, not so much to show off, but like I, I did actually like it you as well. But it was like also this desperate thing. To Can go, you still do it? All of the songs. You want me to go? If I said Superman, could you do it? Go oh, and yeah, I'll, I'll do the little duologue, the duologue between the, the, the Eminem and the, and the girl at the yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Actually, you were worried about like a pop quiz for these kids. You know what I mean? Because you like to be all like, yeah. hey, what's the third line of this? And just like, oh, you know. Year 10 Aussie hip hop came in with a group of friends that I actually well, Adelaide I, was a big Aussie hip hop sort yeah. of scene, right? Hilltop and Hilltop stuff. Hoods. And like that was a 
blank area because my my two brothers, my older brothers, they liked gangster rap and they were druggies and and they were not um, nice to me growing up. Um, <laughs> but so Aussie hip hop was a blank spot, a blind spot for me. So I was like, I I do have to actually figure out who certified wise and uh, the herd and hilltop hoods are um, in order to fit in with this group. I, yeah. I made friends freestyle rapping at a party. Good lord. Um, yeah, that yeah. was the era, yeah. man. Yeah. Freestyle rapping. And like, but also it was to be funny. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. I yeah. was freestyle rapping in a funny way. And I was like, okay, cool. If I can make my, these guys laugh, then I can. If you watch those like freestyle battles on YouTube with actual rappers, a lot of it is them trying to be funny because it's yeah, like yeah. it's like a yeah, roast. It's just a roast. It's just people. a rhyme yeah. roast. Yeah, exactly what it is. It's hundred percent. Maybe one of the funniest things I've seen in actually Marcel's venue at Adelaide Fringe when Ben Squires and Tom, Tom Sanderson, Sanderson yeah. did the, uh, the rap battle. Um, yeah, Mama Rap or yeah. whatever it was. That was that was awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> the other part of my Adelaide identity is running Adelaide Fringe venues. Uh, <laughs> the producers hotel. Famous for its um, being shut down because of its drug traffic. Yeah, we yeah we were I, gonna try what, to. What was that about? Oh, when we did an we Adelaide Fringe app, we, <laughs> <did, laughs> we, we did an Adelaide well, Fringe app, so we cautioned and we couldn't find. We couldn't the news. find any yeah. article about it. There was never any. Are you allowed to give us the inside scoop? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it was late. I can't remember what year exactly it was, but it was it was late in the year, and we were, we were booking all the acts because it was always a huge job. We had five different spaces in there. So filling up every room in that venue, in this hub venue to the brim with acts. And then I get a message from my friend Lewis Dow and he goes, um, hey, is this the same Chris that manages uh, the producers? And I look at it right before a show starts and it's, it just says like meth bust in Adelaide. Okay. Oh, in, in, in Perth actually. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I'm, I'm looking it up. Oh, the lights are going down for this play that I'm about to watch, this improv show. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll check in on, on that afterwards. And yeah, so what had happened was the manager and giving a little snapshot of him. His name was Chris. He worked mm -hmm. for his boss. Last name Telmeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's his drag name. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, his name was Chris, and he was a he was a real weird dude. He used to DJ for celebrities. So there's a lot of articles about this particular drug bust connecting him to like. Here's him hanging out with Ted Danson. Here's him with Elton John. That's the greatest Becker. celebrity to be. <laughs> yeah. Straight to Becker. I was expecting like Miley Cyrus. Or yeah, he's like, no, he's, home and away he's hanging out yeah. with George Went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his name is DJ Chris. Yeah, he DJed where everyone knew his name, and he, his he was a weird dude. Like, but like he was someone who like used to be somebody, but now wasn't. There was a moment where he cut his foot at the bar and because he'd be serving drinks all the time, working all hours uh, at the at our fringe venue that we'd been working there for a few years. He cut his foot but didn't have any time to do anything about it. He lived in the venue as well on a mattress upstairs. Um, <laughs> Always a good sign. He went to the doctor to go, hey, this is getting inflamed. Like my foot's like, I think it might be infected. And the doctor was like, yeah, I'll bandage it up. It's really important that you don't get it wet you know that's really important for infections but chris always just loved to wear thongs all the time and he worked behind a bar oh, so there was God. it was just constantly getting oh. wetter and wetter and wetter oh, and God. so this guy you can guess was not the you know the brains behind this drug bust <laughs> operation mm -hmm. the story went that he was on a boat with his manager who uh took him to import a ton of methamphetamines mm. um i think from china somewhere in Asia, um, it was dropped off in rural um, Western Australia to then be transported back to Adelaide. So the venue 
shut down and we were suddenly going, oh, shit, we've booked in all these acts and suddenly we don't have a venue. It ended up being that we got um, the guys who run the Crazy Horse in Adelaide, the strip club. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like our deliberate. We'll go to the Crazy Horse. They'll <laughs> yeah. after us. But this, when like, the chips are down. <laughs> <laughs> we need something secure and sensible. Is, and, is uh, that the famed Crazy Horse where Shannon Noel? You bet it is. Okay. Yep. Shannon Noel had a bit of a – what's your rundown of it? My events? recollection is that I think he was just arrested f- uh, for being disorderly out the front of the Crazy Horse strip club in Adelaide. Yeah, so right, the, right. The manager of the Crazy Horse, because now I, then I developed a relationship with him, because he helped run the venue for that last year that was there. That was 2018. He yeah, he told me a little bit about that. There was definitely, a, I think, a, maybe a headlock and a punch to the head to Shannon Noel as well. You know, people okay. love those sorts of stories yeah. as well. They're like, let me give you the real skip. We yeah. definitely, we roughed him up a little yeah. bit. You, you bet we did. Uh, so... Yeah, the landlords who own the Producers Hotel, which are called the Polites, they own a lot of Adelaide real estate. Growing up, I would see this word Polites around the place and it just reads as Polites. Yeah. And I remember, you know that old Telstra ad, like, hey, the Great Wall of China's for to keep the bunnies out, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. things that, the lies that adults tell their kids. Yeah. I remember saying to my mum, what's Polites? What's Polites? And she was like... Oh, that's the, so another name for the police. They're another... <laughs> she's just lying straight to my face. And I'm like, okay, I guess. To, so what, to like scare you into not... Like as well, in they're can, watching no, you constantly. Just a bullshit just, answer. You just it's don't like, want to say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to do that to my daughter. And she's like, why does this happen? And I was like, uh, have you ever heard of a little podcast called Community Notice Board? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the drugs weren't at the venue. It was the venue manager got done for drugs. Is there that were right? definitely drugs coming through the venue. I'm so oh, naive okay. though. I, I never really knew about anything like that. I'm sure someone that heavily involved in drugs was doing underhanded things at the venue as well, allegedly. Okay, right. um, I thought the venue got raided. That like I only heard second, third hand. Mm-hmm. So when I was trying to Google producers bar, like yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm sure this was a thing. I remember this what yeah. so I guess it, it was more likely the guy got arrested. And, yeah, yeah. The guy yeah, the guys involved with the producers wow. got arrested. Yeah. So Damn. that was so they're still in, in prison. That that court case wow. every now and then I'll get like someone must forward me an update to that because that sort of thing takes ages to go through. Yeah, sure. Um, and just interesting to see the manager, DJ Chris, you know, on trial and little excerpts from the court case being like, oh, I didn't know anything about it. And I'd believe it. Mm. I'd believe that he could be taken out on a boat and be like, hey, we're just meeting some friends here. And he'd be like, okay, is it Ted Danson? You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't get my foot wet, by the way. <laughs> this boat won't get me wet, right? It's pretty dry on a boat. Adelaide Court calls in character witness Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> Can the accused please put some shoes on? <laughs> those thongs off your dirty one. We must have met that guy then. I'm sure. sure he was yeah, behind yeah. the bar. Yeah, we, we visited that bar, bar quite a lot when we were there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, it's a beautiful place. Lots of history, and now it's 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 a whole other venue now. Like it's it's changed hands a lot of times. It was boarded up for a long time, um, but it's sort of cursed now. Last fringe, I think there was like a mach- that there was, was a- from our show. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that wasn't this guy. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a machete attack last fringe. Holy yeah. moly! So, yeah, that's the producer just has that sort of magnet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you say machete attack, like during a show, like. Downstairs during a show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a story that involves a machete attack. I don't know how common this okay. is in Adelaide, but um, this is just something that popped up. I think I, I didn't write it down, but the suburbs like adjacent to Henley Beach mm. and it happened only a couple of weeks ago. So this is a story about this bloke, uh, Connor Mulligan, 
his pet parrot went missing. Okay. You mm. know, tragic stuff. Uh, it says he did what many pet owners do and he distributed posters around the area, uh, but never imagined it would lead to, quote, one of the scariest situations he's ever been in. Uh, so his parrot Astrid escaped when he was moving house. He said him and his wife put up posters around the area with a phone number and details of a $500 reward, hoping cool. it would lead to the safe return of Should Astrid. Should we pause here and do a little choose your own adventure about how a machete comes into it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Be, I would take a guess. Roll the 20-sided dice. <laughs> um, so instead, okay, so he's put his phone number up. He said 500 bucks. Instead mm-hmm. of getting tips on where his bird is, he, he said he started receiving harassing phone calls and texts. So this is a quote from him. Pretty much saying they had our bird, they'd eaten our bird. <laughs> That's great. That's real good. That made, me, that made me laugh a lot. So he t- uh, and then uh, he told that to ABC Radio Adelaide, Stacey Lee and Nikolai uh, Bihars. Uh, Mr. Mulligan said a few days after Astrid went missing, they received what they thought was good news, uh, but the feeling of joy quickly turned to dread. We were drawn down to Park Holm Coles, where we were told they had found Astrid, he said. When we arrived, the car was surrounded by up to 10 individuals with weapons. Um, Mr. Mulligan said some members of the group kicked the panels of his car. One of them hit the car twice with a machete. Think, mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> uh, and he then fled um, in his car, called police from nearby Side Street, but they had uh, run off before officers arrived. And then the rest is just like, uh, you know, there are um, police are investigating, they're reviewing CCTV, you know, does anyone have any information, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like... Had a photo of a very weird looking couple. The whole story is very odd. Um, and then it says Mr. Mulligan believed he was targeted due to his offer of a substantial award for the return of Astrid. 500 bucks. But that's by but t- that's 50 bucks each. For the <laughs> it's like not the most lucrative. And then the, scheme. just the, like the way the article ends made me laugh as well because he's like, um, you know, saying he's, you know, he's never going to give up. He goes, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And then he goes, Mr. Mulligan says uh, he was still searching for Astrid, who is green with a blue tag on her left leg. Uh, and then he goes, quote, we've got a whole setup. We went out and bought a drone and everything, so we're definitely still on the hunt. You're going to find your bird by droning around the sky. Like, yeah, very odd story. That is I don't very know. strange. I oh, don't know him. Don't, don't know, know him. where the parrot is. <laughs> Sound like a bunch of pirates who one of the parrot is their bird. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, we got him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swords, pirates, swords. I, I found a very silly story uh, at the beach as well, which was that um, a, a guy was caught having sex on the beach. Oh, yeah. Um, this and is, I think we all found that. Oh, this, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has got your journalism. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the photo is, is it's, not, it's graphic in a way, but it's not graphic. It, it's just so... Yeah, anyway, so it's like, have a look at the guy having sex. Like, it's very clearly, it's not like, mm. he's just literally on top of a woman having sex and he's sort of looking and up. And looking at the camera. Looking up and just getting sprung by this camera. And it's like bright and he's day. And Winnie the Pooh style as well. T-shirt he's got his off, shirt on, pants off. off. The, the quote from the guy filming is the funniest thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, so there's, uh, it's a busy, it's the Tanley Beach, broad daylight. We, and it, it's not like a beach where there's a bunch of like, sand dune areas where you can hide right it's no, just it's a very beach open, it's a very open, open. like yeah. it's quite a a big move from this fella um and someone's filming it um on his phone and the guy's like hey look at this he says to another person as he films the couple he's doing the anaconda <laughs> 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 what is that? What does that mean? i don't know i mean the guy's in missionary 
on top. I don't know if he. I don't know I've how never that heard makes that sense. Expression. It's but he's great, doing though. the anaconda. The man then confronts the couple and accuses them of public indecency in front of children. Um, he tells the man who was filmed, "Say sorry. Say you're sorry." <laughs> and uh, the man responds. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> After at another point of the commotion, the man so the man's just recording him the whole time. I guess pulling his pants up, whatever. The man recording the pet demands another apology. Now I want to, you to say you're sorry. Yeah, one hundred percent. Sorry for doing that in front of the kids, mate. <laughs> this guy's just been sprung. Well, yeah. And the footage, and then this bloke filming it, uploaded it to Facebook. Is viewed thousands of times. Went spread around everywhere. South Australian police basically came out and said, look. We're not going to press charge against the bloke having sex. It's um, it's technically breaching law, privacy laws, but whatever. But it is also illegal to up- upload humiliating or degrading filming of people without their permission. So the guy filming it got done. Got, well, he was uh, he was uh, warned by the cops. So that right. was actually what was the illegal thing about it. Would also like which that, makes sense too. But that know? guy's like, you know, don't do that in front of kids, and uploads it to Facebook yeah. where it'll be seen yeah, by of course, way more exactly, kids. Like, exactly, trying to get fucking viral. You know, I thought I compliment a bit of good good theatre on your part and did multiple characters, which was quite nice. Thank you, Marcel. <laughs> I appreciate. It. I never get any He's fucking plaudits. <laughs> Alex's I like the, the say sorry, say line. sorry thing. Like just you know, might you know, might do it for the guy as well. It's like, oh, okay, now there's a little bit of like role play going on. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's say my enough. name when you say sorry. <laughs> <Bank> <laughs> <of> forgiveness. <laughs> but what else are you gonna do? You get caught having sex in public, you, and you, it is like it's pretty. You caught with your pants down. It's like, funny like, that he's staring directly into the camera. Like, yeah. He looks so shit. Like, I know it's blurred, but you, I'm just like, man, he looks like his whole body language is like, oh fuck. It, there's a video of a couple having sex. I think it's either a cricket or a baseball game. So it's like right at the back of somewhere and and she goes and sits on front of him and he's like having sex and they're pretending like they no one can see him and then this guy like obviously it's being filmed because that's what you're watching it's on, the, it's on a kiss cam oh yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like kiss cam come on <laughs> come on babe um and then he clocks the camera and he just goes oh, like this and then he just like taps her to get off and then he's like like this to the guy filming. I'm like, oh, oh man, what did man. you like? You must sort of half want to get caught if you're doing oh, anything. That's got to like be that. the whole thrill of it. That's probably why people do it. No, no hijinks down at the beach, Marcel, as a young man. <laughs> it was that sort of thing where, like, I, I, that's the thing. I understand it for teenagers where you don't have a house to go. A hundred percent. Yeah, know? yeah, or, yeah. Or, or just massive creeps in general. I used to work at um, the Marion Megaplex, which was the event cinemas, and like there would be creeps that would come in. I remember one guy that came in. With his like high school girl, high school girlfriend, and he wasn't. He was like, "Oh, you know, two tickets to this." And I had to tell my coworker, "Hey, you know how that adult just asked for his girlfriend to show his her ID so she could get a child ticket for that movie? <laughs> oh, you should now be running that to management." Yeah. So management went to get them out of the cinema, but I had to be the one to tell an adult who served them this ticket. I'm like. That's bad. Oh, um, he's, yeah, he's like a he's a the sexual guy wants predator to fuck in public, but also doesn't want to pay. Yeah, he's just like a cheap state pedophile. Deck dogs, two for deck dogs. But like that's concession. I, I get it for creeps, and I get it for people that don't have like a a, a house to go back to. Um, so for me in Henley Beach, it was like there was a nearby skate park. There was, and it's always you know, at like yeah, totally, but it's always at the either. Or it's at night, which is yeah, creepier yeah. in a way, but also way le- way less yeah. weird than during, during the day. day is some weird horny. And to not to not think that there's a chance, like 
You'd, you'd look around, he'd see cafes, people having a coffee overlooking the beach and be like, I think I might be able to get away with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> people like, having affairs or something like that. It's just weird to like, I never get it with adults to be like, oh, let's just, even just heavy making out in public. I'm mm. like, go home. Like the, the reason why right. the, the phrase get a, room yeah, exists, get a room exists, you know, because people don't want to see that. But I do, it does bring to mind like embarrassing hookup stories of like high school and also how stories evolve as they're told by your friends. I remember, and I don't know why this phrase, I was a very cringy kid. I mean, I think that's very obvious so far. <laughs> I think it was just like year nine or, or year 10. And um, I said to this girl, oh, have you um, got any action tonight? Like I'm some sort of 1920s gangster or something. <laughs> cool. um, yeah. looking, looking for a thrill. Jamie's taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> have you wearing an oversized suit? <laughs> <laughs> have you got any action? And she said, no, sheepishly. And, and we and we hooked up. We kissed. It was just kissing. Um, but then when that story was told back to me through her friend, who was also my friend, she was like, oh, I heard you hooked up with Jess last night and you said three, two, one action. <laughs> <laughs> you come in your pants from kissing and you're like, and cut. Yeah, that's a better line. Hey, you want some action, baby? Uh, <laughs> I have a, um, just, you know, speaking of a couple sex on the beach, this mm. happened in 1918, but involves a bit of uh, canoodling on the beach. Oh, they're holding back. hands and <laughs> down or is in out. This right. one's got a sadder end, but it's it's strange to me just to see like how, what happened in court. So I read a few like articles. The first one popped up. The Henley Beach murder, that's the headline. So it says, the victim of the sensational shooting affray at Henley Beach was Herbert Charles Miller, 27, a married man with two children. He was a native of Sydney. The woman who was with him was also shot. Her condition is dangerous. Her husband has been arrested. Mm. So that's just giving you the facts. Okay. Then the newspaper yeah. goes, it is stated that the dead man was handsome <laughs> and of an engaging disposition. So it's especially tragic. Yeah. <laughs> so they're basically like, well, this guy was hot and then he was with so, another woman. So the cheating. husband gets involved. Yes, sure. they, were, they were down on the beach. Um, and then the longer article that comes from, you know, clearly the facts are coming out a bit and there's a court case and everything. Um so it comes out, it's pretty long. I won't read the whole thing, but basically more or less, um, it's a jealous husband. He goes down there, sh- shoots the lover, and he, f- he, ba- he basically sprung them, and apparently they were like, it, it effectively says they were cuddling, but, uh, you know. Hell yeah. Sure. So they were getting, <laughs> on, they were getting it on. Um, but then the jury, so the judge is like, um, the guy's like, oh, I'm pleading, you know, not guilty because uh, my wife was cheating on me. Yeah. And uh, then the judge, the judge was like, well, that's... Not the law. You're not allowed to kill people, and then especially handsome people. Especially yeah. handsome people. And so he goes, "Look, we're going to try you for manslaughter because this is that was the law at the time, apparently." Uh, and then the jury, um, basically, completely tried to acquit him because they because <laughs> yeah. they were just like, "No, we we, we hate this." Like, um, and the judge goes, "Like, read it out," and apparently the whole courtroom cheers. And then the judge goes, no, like he refuses to accept that. And he goes, you have to go back in and you have to deliberate. And can I stress this enough that you cannot murder people <laughs> just because they were cheating. They're like, murder, yeah, murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so they went in for another 45 minutes and they came out and they're like, no, he's not guilty. What? And they fucking got rid of just him. Just based on like he was insane at the time. Like they no, because they were like. You know what it was I mean? Probably like, a jury of blokes being like, "Fuck, my missus did that." Oh, fuck, she did that. Jesus Christ! And, and anyone who's like, "I wouldn't do it," like, "What are you a pussy?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the a judge was like, "Well, he's got <laughs> man." That's I did see something else back in the day uh, about early Henley Beach because it's got a bit of history there. But they used to have a carnival there. 
um, which was the Henley Beach Carnival, Love which was quite beach carnival. which is quite famous. Um, you know, at the time, I imagine they, they don't have anything like that. They don't have anything like that. They'd have little mixes and things like that. It was um, a pretty massive um, thing, it seemed. But they did. Um, there was a famous carnival, a 1959 carnival, <clears throat> Henley and Grange Carnival. The Grange is the next next yeah, suburb. Yeah, you go for a little stroll between the two jetties. Right. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. So they did a thing. Um, it was a bunch of um, sideshow entertainment, rides, fun for all. And they had two special events um, at the carnival. One was the Leggy Look Competition. <laughs> Here we go. So right. monster prizes <clears throat> excuse me, were awarded to the possessors of what the advertisement called Adelaide's most shapeliest legs, which is pretty good. <laughs> hey. I'm already there. You had me at <laughs> Leggy Look, you know. Second was a more elaborate, which was apparently a thing they used to do back in the, what are we talking, 50s, 60s. It was very popular at carnivals all around the country, which was um, a pole-sitting competition. Okay. So it's an endurance event. So it's sort of David Blaine style. Yeah, or like um, you know, in Ace Ventura, in the second one where they have to sit up to become a man, they've got to sit on that pole. Yeah, similar to that, right? Yeah, yeah. Test. yeah mm. there we go. So yeah, that, yeah. Um, <laughs> God, what a great movie. Yeah, um, on the opening night of the carnival, ten contestants climbed extension ladders onto platforms twenty feet above um, Henley Square and um, and had to wait all out for a prize of a hundred pounds. So this is what it was. You guys can see there's these poles and they've got a little barricade thing there, but they okay, have to sit yeah. 20 feet up. There's 10 of them. And the pub pretty chill. Pretty yeah. chill. See, like, well, their butt is thought. on the pole. Um, there's, there's a tiny little can that they're sitting on mm -hmm. um, yeah. and um, they've got, you know, they can lean on this on the sides and they're just sort of chilling up there. They're not allowed to sleep. They're not allowed to lay down. That's one of the rules. Okay. Can um, you piss and shit? That's <laughs> what the can's for. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, Jamie literally, can't last one podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm that's out. why I wanted that. <laughs> um, so, can you take beers up there? Yeah, well, that, so it's uh, night. It was uh, hundred pounds was a prize money, and there was buckets that you would um, uh, people from down below supporters would put food up and take some stuff down. Right? Oh, so like, can you just remind me how long they were up there. So that's so I don't know how long it was planned to be, but basically after seven days, all ten were still in it. <laughs> it was for a hundred pounds, which but to be fair, you can't sleep. Uh, so that's seven days of ten yes. people not sleeping a week. Uh, so you can't lay down. I guess you can if you sleep sitting, you can. But if you lay down, you're in trouble. I don't know if they you'd roll right off if you feel like asleep. who. I don't know who's there. Like oh, he closed his eyes at four yeah. a.m. Right, so I imagine, but sneaking some zeds. Sure. So what uh, year was it? So nineteen fifty nine and a hundred right. pounds, which is about thirty five hundred bucks today. So That's it's not worth staying up. There. So it's a it's a decent <laughs> yeah, amount of money. Says you, but, but I'd do it today. <laughs> well, I mean, look, the thing is, one of those like you go, all right, maybe you'll do seven or eight days. But if you're at seven days and no one has dropped yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're like, this is not going to be eight days and done, right? So well, you'd start sabotaging, I reckon. Yeah. What would you do, Jamie? Trying to think, <laughs> flinging shit at them yeah, like a chimpanzee. Fling, flinging shit was the first thing I thought of, and I, was like, I shouldn't lead with that. <laughs> You're not allowed to sleep. You're allowed to fling shit uh, around. So uh, at, at day seven, three of them retire. Two of them came down because they had swollen legs. I don't know what. So they enter the leg competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leggy look. <laughs> um, and then the third uh, girl. There was nine men and one and one women or a girl. Oh, it's Pam. Good. It's like an open mic lineup. Yeah, it is an yeah. open mic. And they got rid of her early. She was out of the. <laughs> like, let's get the girl out. So, but Pam was age sixteen, and she said she entered to get enough money to buy a sewing machine. But on um, day seven, because it was 
um, the town was sort of getting around. This is a week later, right? Mm, the carnival yeah. went for 10 days, like in every, and seven days in, they're all still there. And then a, a Cawthorns, which I guess was like a department store, gave her a sewing machine. So she quit. She's like, I got what I came for, right? So there's still seven there. Um, and then they'd already broken the Australian, all of them had broken the Australian record of seven days. Right, so there was some record of sitting on a pole that was because it was a popularish thing. I don't know yeah. how common it was, but the next day on the so on the eighth day, two more gave up. Another one on Monday, and then that was the last day of the carnival, and they still had like four left. <laughs> and there were people like, um, so they're like, "What do we freaking do here?" Right? Yeah. So they said, "Well, fine, we'll, we'll make it go fifteen days." That and then that every, we'll have to, everyone has to come down, and if you, no one, then you share the prize money. Yeah, and so um, people were. People who were dropping out for swollen legs and feet, nervous tension, um, heat during the day up to 107 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, I think that's like 35 or something degrees, don't, sunburn, don't cancel school. and uh, cold at night due to the sharp sea wind. So you're on the beach, it's <laughs> brutal during yeah. the day at night, it's freezing cold and fatigue through lack of sleep. And uh, but and then but what happened is because they were taking so long, then the, they started changing the rules to fucking hurry it up. Mm. So they're like, you're not allowed to touch the sides anymore. Yeah, you're not allowed to have a blanket anymore. You can only just have a coat. And uh, all these other rules that they uh, that they did, and and you know, you're now that you know not allowed to lie down and all that sort of stuff. Um, so then after another five days that four were still left um, and they eventually just had to say, right, you just got to come down and share the prize money. So it was a hundred pounds. They bumped it up to 135 pounds. They couldn't raise more money. Yeah. yeah. So apparently everyone was going crazy for it and they went a bucket around for the prize money. And they, so they got up to about four and a half grand. And so effectively all, um, uh, all four blokes got a thousand bucks each at the end. They just split it. And, uh, Jaw and uh, and then like it was great. So oh, and they so they got uh, about a thousand bucks, and they also got um, a dinner provided. This is the prize money and tickets to see the film on top of the world. So, <laughs> so they fucking spent fifteen. Bad. That movie's gonna traumatize. Two, two, two weeks on a pole, right? And they're getting a thousand bucks. Like they could have worked a manual job yeah, at that yeah. point, right? This is the problem with men, um, and I know that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> um, in the subject uh, is. How pathetic we can! <laughs> how pathetic! Well, exactly. These so there was one are. girl yeah. who then they were like, "Hey, here's a sewing machine." She was like, "Yeah, that's it. That's I just wanted the prize money." Yeah. Right. But all the guys clearly like, that's a they point could of pride a point of pride exactly. Yeah, um, I'm not coming down. to Jono's coming down. Yeah, no yeah, way. exactly. And that and but I love some of them. Um, Eric Dowling, 29, said he was going to use the money to pay off some debts. And Tony reading the debt um, collectors were probably at the bottom of the pole, being like, "You better <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right." <laughs> but uh, no- Norman Clark was going to um, use it to buy his wife a birthday present. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, I'm sure, but it's his, like I'm sure his wife was thrilled. About <laughs> I know he's missed his wife's birthday. He's been on a pole. He's like, "Don't worry, man. I'm going to get cord, man." <laughs> he gets her a block of fucking chocolate and the flowers. <laughs> the kids are there going, Who's, "No one's driving us to school." Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. I got a great scam for you guys. Uh, On that myself if you've heard of Joe's Kiosk because oh. apparently it's a bit of a Henley institution. I mean, there's a couple of kiosks. I wasn't, I wasn't really a kiosk kid. I, I would uh, we'd frequent, uh, we'd go to the ice cream place, go to the fish and chips shop, shop yep. place. We'd go to Bacchus sometimes, you know, for a meal. There's, there's a Vita's, the Greek restaurant. Mm. And then growing up, Ramsgate was the pub and Sandbar was the club. Yes. You know, that's where you go on the Friday night. I did see Sick. Ramsgate Hotel there. What, what, is, what do we mean by kiosk? 
It's uh, basically a place that like slings coffee on the beach and mm. like uh, snacks and stuff. But right. they, this, is, uh, this is your farmers unionized coffee, <laughs> not no actual exactly. coffee. But they're in the news in uh, 2012 for something called the Coalition of the Constipated. Have you heard about this, Marcel? I don't think so. So basically, there's this kiosk... I've been part of that group for 12 years, I don't even know. <laughs> so there's this kiosk on the beach, like it serves coffee, it serves food, it serves drinks and whatever, mm-hmm. but there is no public toilet within like 500 yep. feet or whatever. So mm-hmm. they're just like, well... Man, we're serving food, we're serving drinks. We'd love a fucking public toilet on if this people beach. Are, if people are listening, the public toilet is near the car park um, entrance to Henley Square. And I assume not up, not not very clean, right? Oh, it's actually, it's actually pretty you know, good. It's, now it's been gentrified. You know, it's, uh, it's a beautiful right. toilet. Nice. But there, but apparently at the time there was basically nothing for like a long mm. walk. So like this guy Joe, who owned the kiosk, he was raging for seventeen years to have Charles Sturt Council build a God. toilet along the Esplanade at Henley Beach. And in 2011, he collected 1,200 signatures on a petition to the council being like, put in a fucking toilet. And they were like, eh, nah. And then in uh, 2012, uh, Joe, he has a friend. He's a surrealist artist. His name is Andrew Baines. And he basically gathered a bunch of uh, public figures such as former immigration minister Amanda Vanstone and radio announcer Bob Francis. And what they did was they sat along a bunch of toilets on the boardwalk. So like toilets and so they sat with their pants down reading the paper. Well, like a, just a dummy toilet, like not yeah, a, like a proper a, toilet, just a. Yeah, I don't think they're actually shitting in. Doing a <laughs> doing a shit in. Yeah, right. but there's so he got like a bunch of public. Figures. <laughs> One of them didn't get the memo. He's like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, how do we wipe here? <laughs> no, it? Was, it was Dave England from Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he got like a he got like a bunch of people down the boardwalk on toilets sitting reading a paper as kind of like a public art installation and also a raise awareness for put a public toilet in here and mm. it worked coalition uh, of basically the they they built a toilet this is uh the coalition of the constipated they're the people who need the toilet the least yeah. Why are they? <laughs> <laughs> 2014 the toilet was built so two years after the coalition of the constipated and it cost taxpayers one hundred and forty thousand dollars to put in one toilet what on that beach boardwalk. Wow. But influenced by the modern art installation, the Coalition of the Constipated. How the fuck could it cost that much money? That's unreal. I have no idea. But you, got, you got plumbing. You got to build the thing. You got to get the planning <laughs> yeah. permission. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, give I it to it. us. I've a cardboard tube that goes all the way into the ocean. So that was after my Henley Beach time. You know, mm. I had moved away in 20... 12 or so. Uh, yeah. So you just missed it. Yeah, so they were setting the up. <laughs> so there probably would have been an extras audition and you would have just left. I'd yeah. Like, damn. I could have That been. was my break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could have been sitting next to Amanda Van. Yeah, deck bogs. That's right. You know, not deck dogs. Guys, remember? The thing I'm coming back to. So tell us about the club. The club. Sandbar. Oh, yes. A lot of, a lot of, yeah, that was a. And any any early club, I love the Ramsgate Mall. Any any early twenties, uh, late teens going out was always. I always loved the pub more because that's when you could actually Absolutely. hear your mates. <laughs> yeah. And then, but I had mates that were handsome, you know, handsome enough to be killed by <laughs> a jealous lover. <laughs> yeah. And. They were very keen to get to clubs because they actually had a chance of meeting girls. Mm. I've, in my life, kissed one girl in a dance floor that was a stranger to me. Like, that, mm-hmm. that, that moment that a lot of handsome men, I look around at the handsome men at the table <laughs> and I go, 
you know, that's a thing that happens to people all the time is that they go to clubs because, oh, I might make out with a woman that I've just met once. Yeah. So anytime my friends are like, oh, yeah, we've, we're finished at the Ramsgate. Three times. Oh, that's, wow. that's pretty good. That's pretty, that's pretty good. good. I should have been saying three, two, one, actually. Was it, was it, was it your wife at your wedding dance? Or <laughs> actually, if, it, if I count my wife, I could say four. <laughs> you can't count your wife, dude. That's not, not a on my wedding. Right? But, uh, but when a you, the first time we kissed was at Chinese Laundry, which is technically a club, but oh, we weren't right. on the dance. But had you just met? We had just met, yeah. Yeah, that counts. And I, was, yeah, I that fucking counts. weakened the, over to her. Do oh, You met at the venue. you got to meet them at the venue. It's I not, didn't meet her at the venue. I already knew who she was. And I was but like, you I'm met her at a house party, right? Because you've told that story. Yeah, yeah. I met her at a house party. And then I was like, I'm going to lay the smack down uh, on her lips. <laughs> that's, uh, that's better than three, two, one. Action. But we're talking... Uh, we're, girl, you've never, you haven't met until the venue, then right? Yeah, That's what exactly. we're talking about. Okay. What about you? And, and didn't even change in the exchange I think names. Only two, maybe. Oh, really? Maybe. I'm surprised. Three. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I don't. Drew, I reckon, will be higher, like closer to 10. No, I, I couldn't give you a number. Three consensual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't give a number, wow. But not like because it's heaps of it, because I was Can't just count drunk. Yeah. I remember like right. it, I can immediately think of at least two, but like it's not like they're all. It's not. I feel like, my, I feel like it. Everyone probably thinks other people do it a lot more. Yeah, do right. you know? And I was also, you know I, mean? I just don't like the dance floor. Don't like clubs that much. I yeah, was more same. of a pub guy like you. I'd prefer yeah. to sit down and chat with people. So I, I like to make out with people at the pub. <laughs> 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 with my friends, <laughs> when people can hear me. <laughs> hey babe, come over the Keno machine for a minute. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I would go out with my with my high school mates. They went to Adelaide High and Henley High School. They had sort of a blended uh, friendship group. Mm. And the the girl that I hooked up with once was at the Elephant. Uh, I think the Elephant Pub in in the city, and my height difference to this girl, my friends described it as I looked like I was sucking her soul out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like looming over yeah. this young woman of just like, just, just draining her. Stuff being tall, mate. I know, trust me. There's stuff out there. It's yeah. not a great image. Tell me now. about it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> just four tall blocks in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah, was making so out with some good, like he's like a, she's a bird, my soul out. like a bird being fed <laughs> by his mama. My body. <laughs> <laughs> so Ramsgate, Ramsgate to Sandbar, and that was on yeah. the same night. You would go to the pub, and then at some point, some of the cooler, more handsome boys would be like, "Come on, let's go yeah, to Sandbar," and you'd be like, "Come, oh, we stay having a nice time yeah, and conversation." Nice, he wants the, to shoot pool, but also the Ramsgate did do that thing that, that so many pubs do of just going, "Hey, we're going into club mode," and I'm just turning the volume up. Like yeah. nothing's changed in the atmosphere. So you can't hear your friends mm, anymore. That's mm. the worst. Yeah, I hate it. I, and re- restaurants do it as well. Some restaurants that you're in, they're just like, "Hey, it's Friday night, so now here's some atmosphere. We're making everything louder." You're yeah, like, this sucks. We, I, I assume we told on the pod, but that was the first time in my life, and it's probably not last for sure. The way we went to a, a venue and I asked them to turn the music down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's uh, how? When was that? I swear I've told you that was with uh, in Mel- when we went to Melbourne and we were at a nice pub. And it was like the Good Friday, uh, so they pub were like, we got a shot. It's the law. It's Good Friday. We got a shot at ten, and we were like, oh, remember you remember what I'm talking about, right? It was um with Han and Zabs and, and Squizy and stuff like that. Yeah, we, and we went down the road. So we went down the road. Oh, to some, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we went. Oh, down. that was egregious. Though. That was yeah. egregious. So we walked in. And we're like, we just want like one or two more drinks. So we're not. Yeah. And um, it was like and we were, empty. Yeah, we were like one. So we had a group of five or six, and we were probably 
more than half the oh, entire the, the thing, the if, you're, if you're the venue, then you're allowed to. It had a back area which was a bit of a rave but it was like so separate there were two very different sound systems and, and uh but you could not hear each other and we, i was just like oh, fuck i'm gonna have to do this yeah, we had to send that up yeah drink it pulling my jacket like this and he's like dad i can't hear so i went up and the guy's like he's just straight in my i'm like mate can you just turn it just down in that corner a little bit Right, it's just so loud we can't hear it. We're the only ones here. And he's like, yeah, no worries. But he said it in this way. I'm like, I can't tell if you're being an asshole or you're genuinely like, no problem. And then he certainly didn't turn it down. Some people say he turned it up. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think he turned it up, but he certainly didn't turn yeah, it down. No. And I'm like, this is this is it. This we is why people do it. Left. Yeah, it was terrible. And I, I loved a I loved a boogie house party. I loved a dance. I oh, love a dance sure. floor. That was also another thing. Like freestyle <laughs> rapping is in the category of how do I make people? How do I get attention? Yeah. Make people like me? I would be a dorky guy on the dance floor. So yeah, it was also least. never to attract anyone. It and was just yeah. no one's on the dance fun. floor. Like, can you turn this down? You know, like yeah. so, like if you're dancing, the music yeah. can be as loud as any. Thing, right? But then going from house parties, you know, from like age 16, 17, when you start that sort of binge drinking culture in your youth, was then going into clubs. Oh, hey, there's a dance floor here. It's like, there's no room to actually have a fun dance on this. All mm. the dancing now is, is you know, smushing up against it's each grinding. other. Yeah, it's, gr it's grinding. Mm. And I was like, ah, this isn't for me. This isn't fun. Like, Yeah. Mm, yeah. I can't remember last time I went to a nightclub that was genuinely fun. No. No, I'm trying to think. Oh, the, like the 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 festival after parties are always great. Like the, yeah, the, the, I don't know why, yeah, that's, but that's that, like almost like it's like oh, we've got a bunch party. of people who are, yeah, it is a big house party. There's room for bits on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, this guy wants to cut a rug. Yeah, yeah. you know, like no one's like oh, I'm fucking grinding on a uh, guy Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I have one more. How much time? This one's yeah. a quick, another little old timey because I spent a lot of hours going through Trove, which I love. When we haven't done old timey stuff for a while, mm. I found this is another murder mystery from Henley Beach from 1905 and um, just had a couple of details that I loved. Like, So the article starts off, um, on Monday morning, the city coroner held an inquest at the Elephant and, Cl and Castle Hotel. Mm, different so, elephant. So the mm. inquest... Is at the pub, which is just yes. perfect. Like, cool. it's like, where are we going to do this? Right, I'm going to go to the uh, after, elephant car after the cover band play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and the inquest was held on the body of a man unknown, which was found floating in the sea at Henley Beach on Saturday morning. William Wilson, butcher of the Barton Theberton 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 yeah. uh, said he was driving near the beach at Henley Beach at around 10 a.m. on Saturday. Well, he did it. He saw <laughs> he saw the body of a man floating in the sea between the hotel and the jetty. Uh, the witness at once formed the, informed the police, and on returning to the spot, found the body had been taken from the water. The throat was cut. Uh, Walter Munro Baker of Young Street. Everybody's. Oh, I thought that guy's last name was Butcher. No, that's his, his job. Yeah. So, so right. the next witness is a candlestick maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, of Young Street, Adelaide, was at Henley Beach on Saturday morning. He saw the body in the water about ten thirty o'clock. Uh, he went into the water and pulled the body out. Um, the district constable went to the spot with Mr. Ralph, and the witness left the body in their charge. Um, very close to candlestick maker. William Lewis Lamplighter. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that is candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, of Henley Beach said he saw a man on the jetty at Henley Beach at about 11.30 on Friday evening. 
He was on the steps near the end of the jetty. He was dressed in a pair of dungarees, a shirt, a black soft felt hat, and boots not laced up. Does anyone else feel like this is like the setup for a riddle that we're going to have to be <laughs> yeah, 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 able yeah. to solve this at the end? Locked room mystery. Um, Two trains leave the same station going <laughs> opposite directions. <laughs> he apparently he um, he'd seen him on the jetty two or three times previously throughout the night. He asked the witness if he was going to um, put the lights out. Uh, the witness did not reply. Uh, he said he could not say what uh, country the guy was from, although he spoke with a hint of an accent. Um, the body in the morgue was the body of the man he noticed on the jetty. So it's the same bloke. Um, the man appeared to be sober when he saw him. Uh, so Mounted Constable Mack said he received a message at 10.30 a.m. on the Saturday. He went to the beach in consequence. He was, inf- he was informed that the body had been removed by the district constable. The body was out of a thin man, six foot high, about 60 years of age, with light brown or reddish hair turning grey, clothed in a white flannel undershirt, blue shirt, new dungarees, uh, cotton underpants. So he's getting pretty deep <laughs> in this boat. Uh, uh, the witness said that one nylon, so it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, handsome, and, handsome man. Uh, there was no hat, so the hat's gone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's wrong. a clue. That's definitely something. <laughs> the witness searched all the pockets but found nothing. The throat was cut from ear to ear, Shit. right to the backbone. Oh, there were no God. other marks on the body. The witness had seen the deceased on the jetty about 8 o'clock on Friday evening. His face was very much drawn and he appeared to be very ill. There was a distressed look on his face. Although the witness had made inquiries throughout the district, he had not been able to obtain any information which would establish his identity. Uh, He had heard from various people that the man was about the jetty all Friday afternoon and appeared to be in pain. There was no, I would imagine so. There was no trace of blood at the end of the jetty, and although the man had been diving in search of a knife or razor, nothing of the kind had been found. And then here's where it gets a little kooky to me. Okay. So the coroner says, the coroner said there was no evidence before the jury which would enable them to say what was the cause of death. <laughs> Okay, interesting. <laughs> I would hazard a guess. The fucking dude's head was almost cut off. Two mouths. Come on. Um, <laughs> it's like a fucking pesters pencil. That's like inconclusive. Um, the body was found in the water with the throat cut. It did not necessarily follow that either drowning or the cutting of the throat caused death. So he's like, and then he goes. As cases had been known where a person had taken poison and then had been found in the water with their throat cut, when neither drowning nor the throat cutting had caused the death. And I'm, I'm reading that like, you have a serial killer on the yeah, loose yeah, that is yeah. poisoning people. <laughs> and it's the judge, I feel. Head. It's like, I don't know if this is murder. <laughs> and that was it. That's the end of the mystery. They inqu- uh, adjourn the inquiry. And that's just the case, most, case closed. Yeah, yeah. most baffling <laughs> bit of the, like, coroner's work. We're like, come on. <laughs> they had lost interest when they said, they said, oh, he's, he's got an accent. They're like, oh, he's not from yeah. 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 yeah, You know, those Italians and they can, <laughs> their fucking head falls off and water <laughs> naturally who are we to say <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a cultural like thing gizmos. you can't yeah. get all their heads full <laughs> uh, alright last couple yeah we yeah. have two more questions Marcel if someone says hey Marcel I am coming to Henley Beach for 24 hours I need an itinerary I need something to do morning afternoon and night what do you tell them to do where do you tell them to go L- leave uh, no <laughs> I guess uh, yeah you gotta ha- you gotta have a gelato you gotta have a lovely ice cream you gotta you gotta walk up and down 
the jetty. I think jetties are still really nice places where you can just have a little stop and chat. Like mm-hmm. fishermen are happy for you to talk about what's in your bucket. I think mm-hmm. that was really- Getting any action today, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Lean in for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> like that's always like a nice little quaint little bit. Yeah. And I think one of, that would be probably one of the few surviving things of Henley Beach of like just go down the jetty and have a nice little stroll down there. The walk between Henley and Grange is really, really nice. Um, so that, that'd be like your morning time. Mm-hmm. Then like you're finding some fish and chips for lunch. Yum. Beautiful. I think it would be lovely. Maybe you go down to the Ramsgate Hotel, see if it still has a has a vibe. This is the thing. All the restaurants have changed. They've cha- so many of them mm. have changed hands. So I wish I could still be like, oh, you got to go to the, yeah, yeah. the place here. There's some decent options. Like right, they've changed in a good way. Right? And take us to your yeah. ones, the ones that were good for you when you. Were there. Well, Avitas was a, a Greek restaurant that, that was one of those places that because it has a beautiful view, you'd try it a lot. You'd give it another chance a lot of like, oh, let's go to Avitas. Maybe it's good this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, as like a nice family lunch or something, uh, you know, it's someone, it's your auntie's birthday. We'll yeah. go to Avita's and you're like, hey, we all agree that this place sucks, right? Yeah. Um, that you know, fish and chips would have trumped any of these restaurants. There's the Thai orchid that's pretty good. There's a Thai restaurant that overlooks the beach, and that's where I said I love you to my wife the oh, first time. Oh, very um, cute. Um, so there's a little plaque there <laughs> <laughs> next to a Pez dispenser statue. <laughs> uh, and then in the evening, like it is a beautiful place to just. Uh, yeah, take an evening in. The, the thing with the Henley Beach is that it is all about Henley Square, essentially, in my memory. It has a surrounding suburb. It has the high school, but it's just it's a very suburban place. And I go, oh, you got to check out the skate park where yeah. I drank beers uh, as a kid. There's not much more to it because it is truly the epicenter of the place. It's yeah. just spending a day there. Now there's like little fountains you, you, know, you can run through. I've taken my niece and nephew there. But it's not like coming home. I'm I'm the guy in the indie movie coming back to the small town and being like, man, this place isn't the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to listen to the Smiths and think about my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Think about when I was a big star and deck dogs. You know? <laughs> yeah, Beautiful. fair enough. It sounds like a lovely spot to visit, though, yeah, for, yeah. at least for a day, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the best. Ad- Adelaide in general rules. And I know you guys have t- talked about it a little bit before of like, the hate that Adelaide gets, or the punchline that Adelaide gets, it's completely undeserved in my point, yeah. in my view. Well, it's just, I, that's I, that makes sense, lovely. actually. Yeah. It's just the laziest form of joke telling. It's the same jokes of like vegan, like yeah, the yeah, vegan yeah. jokes are so cyclists. they're so boring, cyclists, yeah. redheads as well. Yeah. Like it's the sort of jokes picking on the, Joe Rogan. It's just unfair. <laughs> you know, like, we got to stop this. They're, the, they're the jokes <laughs> that the audience does. Like you know, like you'll be like you watch a comedian doing some crowd work and the audience members are like, oh, he's got red hair. Like, you know, yeah, he's got yeah, no yeah, soul. And the yeah. comedian's like, what are you, what yeah, what yeah, do you mean? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, a joke that I'm recycling from that I've heard, that I've heard, that I've heard. Like, that's what it's Adelaide is as a punchline. Same thing of like, Hobart, you're fucking your cousin. Audiences still laugh and it's like, have yeah. you even gone there? Yeah. Hobart rules. Yeah. Oh, oh, 100%. Absolutely. It doesn't make any sense. No, absolutely. Yeah. Cool, cool. Final cool. question, Marcel. You've ascended to the highest heights of your comedy career. You've achieved everything you've ever wanted. You've got all Thank you so much. the money <laughs> in the world. When all is said and done, would you settle down in Henley Beach? Yeah, I, I mean, speaking generally, Adelaide would be the sort of place that I'd love to settle down. And as Justin Hamilton talked about on his, on his episode, it just isn't a place where there's heaps of work. You know, Newcastle, I think you alluded to as yeah. well. That, but like, if you had enough work there, oh, it's... 
oh, it's the best. It's a grid city. You know, it's mm. so easy to navigate. I got yeah. so lost when I moved to Sydney. I was so overwhelmed. There's, oh, there's mm. so, so many suburbs until I realized that Sydney is like the place where you just sort of, for me, I was like, I just stick to my one suburb. Yep. I have. I know yeah. where my shops are. I know where my pub is. I know where the things I want to go are and I'll never Cross leave. Totally. Crossing, yeah. getting across Sydney is a nightmare. Like north, east, west. Like it's just, yeah, you got to take your little quadrant and you stick within that. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. But yeah, Adelaide is beautiful. And like, I love the little city and then the little ring, the little uh, trees around You've that. You've got so many places you can go. You've got the, the parkland, the hills, the, hills nice. the beach. There are beaches there. Yeah, that yeah, cool yeah, little uh, German town is fun. Yeah. Andor. Andor. And the, and the vineyards and stuff are amazing, right? I've never been, but yeah. apparently it's just like mm. unreal. It, it, it's it's the best place. It would be lovely if there was a bit more culture there and the comedy scene is sort of very, very quaint and small now. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I'd, I would, I'd move there in a heartbeat. It's, Sweet. It's the best. Oh, that's yeah. a lovely answer. That is, there we that go. Is. Uh, finally, Marcel, do you have anything you want to plug? Any shows, oh, social media accounts? love a cheeky plug. Uh, you can find me, Marcel the Comedian, on Instagram. Um, I have a podcast called The Writers, the Comedy Writers Group. We've started an Instagram for that recently as well. So you look at the Comedy Writers Group. That's a Patreon thing where people can, you know, if they're a big comedy nerd and they want to do better writing, then they can join us and they get guest mentors and things like that. It's a cool little community. And if you're a Sydney cider, the Sydney Fringe is coming up. So yeah. you can look me up and come see my new solo show. And you there. run a room. Uh, yeah, I do. Thank you so much for reminding me. I was like, fuck, this list is getting a little long. <laughs> um, yeah, Best Mates Comedy every month at Wayward Brewing, a beautiful showcase. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. When are your Fringe shows? Uh, 7th, 9th, and 10th. Awesome. Awesome. I'm doing Fringe again, 14th, 16th, 17th. Come see my show as well. You can see both. Which, which room are you in? I am in the Matchbox. Oh, beautiful. I'm terminaling it up. Be they're the two. Oh, I'm so jealous. I yeah. love the terminal. Yeah, it's good, right? It's, I'm, I'm really pumped for it. It's going to cool, be really cool. cool. And I just want to give a big shout out to Brent from Steen Electrical, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. I was supposed to shout him out like two months ago, but he installed my brother's solar and was and then saw his last name on the invoice and was like, are you Andrew Bensley's brother from Community Notes? It's just a guy who listens to the pod. Yeah, what a fucking out. legend. Danny sent me like a photo of him with him. Like it's he a was great a photo too. So funny. So yeah, Shout good on you, Brent. Brent. Love it. Love also, it. we have a Patreon now. You can go to patreon.com slash community notice board or just search for it or find the link in our Instagram bio. $5 a month gets you bonus episodes twice a month. It's good. They're Hit real us. fun. They are. They've yeah. been great. Hit so us up on the pod. socials. We love hearing Support from you. Pods. We love hearing all your tips. Listen to pods, baby. And you can sign up on Spotify now, right? Yeah, yeah yes, you yeah. can. You it's can, not the nice you can find you the Patreon directly complicated through Spotify by clicking stuff. a little button. It's that easy. There we go. Apart from that, Marcel, thank you Marcel, so much for coming you. on. Yeah, Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye.